Welcome to the Secrets Women Keep podcast. I am your secret keeper and confidant, Lauren White. I'm a qualified counselor and sexologist, facilitator of all things turn on, author of permission, and a witty, highly intuitive lounge room dancing introvert. I help you as an exceptional woman in entrepreneurship to see, love, and trust all the parts of yourself, especially the unseen. Let's pull back the curtain, light the candelabra, and lift the veil. These are the secrets women keep. Hello, and welcome to The Secrets Women Keep. I am your host and confidant, Lauren White, and today we have a truly cosmic guest. Her name is Angrad Sage. Angrad is a galactic money mentor. As a serial entrepreneur from a very early age, by the time she was 27, she'd built three different brick and mortar businesses to six figures. And in 2019, founded her online presence as a coach and mentor to spiritual entrepreneurs. Angrad Sage Limited is now a multiple seven-figure brand that teaches people to master their intuition and hold their duality in order to precipitate their desires into their 3D reality. She is a homeschooling, conscious, parenting mama to her two young children and currently resides in New Zealand with her partner, Luke. Angrad, welcome to The Secrets Women Keep. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited for our cosmic conversation. (laughs) I'm really excited too. And I'm going to get right in and get deep and dirty. I have to tell you how I first came across you if you're open to hearing it. Like, because I think these stories are always like, they're always a little bit, it's not that wild, but (laughs) it's not the wildest story, but I just had to say, I think you'll like this. So I reached out, I have my copywriter, Alyssa Martin, who's been on the podcast, is also incredibly intuitive and does excellent energy clearing. She just has a gift. She found out later on in life she's got a gift for it. And I swear I messaged her one day and said, what wealthy women do you follow? Like what abundant as fuck wealthy women do you follow? And she only gave me your name. Um, and immediately I started following you on Instagram. So I want to say maybe like a year ago, uh, and I was just like, oh my God, thank God I found one of my homes. Like, thank you. I was seeing champagne. I was seeing bubble bars. I was seeing, I've just taken three days, three days off Instagram and I've made hundreds of thousands of dollars. And I'm just going, I need more of this in my life. (laughs) And I imagine what some, when some women aren't quite open to seeing the level of abundance you've cracked open to in such a short amount of time, that would create a sense of constriction. And I'm so grateful whatever I've done up until that moment of following you was just like, nah, need more, like what not need, want more of this in my life, want um, to see the magic unfolding and this is very aspirational to me so thank you for showing for simply just showing us pleasure you are so welcome (laughs) (laughs) you are so welcome I love the universe cosmically brings us all together and you know just right off the bat about about the pleasure like 
it's it's a life that I always wanted to live, but from my childhood, which we may get into or may not, but you know, I was raised very masculine. And so to to show that side of me in the beginning was very weird. Yeah. And now I fully embrace my feminine. It's just it's the biggest permission piece for for both sides of the camera, whether we're trying to uh get us ourselves out of our masculine to a feminine more to enjoyment and to pleasure and to peace and to presence right or whether we are also there and we also want to have the driven side because you get to have both it's not just one mm-hmm. or the other so yeah yeah we get to have both and I think the word both is so simplistic that people overlook it and the word and and mm-hmm. and both like both you don't have to you don't have to choose between either. You can embrace both for and exalt both of them and revere both of them for the qualities that allow you more catas- cataclysmic cataclysmic growth. Cataclysmic growth. <laughs> That's a nice little tongue tie. Speaking of cataclysmic growth, you have been through incredible growth in three years. And when I see your um like when you do the, this is 2019 and this is 2020 and this is 2021 and this is now, I just get so turned on to just witness a woman in a thousand days expand, evolve, the way that you look has changed, the way that you speak has changed, just, but it's still you and your essence. Mm-hmm. Can you speak into what it's been like to change so much and 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 welcome in so much abundance in the form of uh, wealth and notoriety and really honing your expertise. What's that been like on a very human level to go through that? Yeah, best question. Okay, so, you know, one of the things that I now understand, I heard it way back when, you know, five years ago or so when I heard about personal development and began to get into it, you know, from the realm that we know of or that's spoken about a lot, um, that it's an inside job and then it becomes an outside job, right? And I heard people speak about that and I was like, ah, I mean, maybe it won't work. It, it works, <laughs> but yeah. so when I look back on the reflection, you know, those, even before I even came online, like, you know, three years ago, literally came online, the, the two or three years before that was the real dirty work, like the, the real inside job. And it was, by the time I came online, I had pretty much, I had already attuned my mind and my energy field to a wealthy woman. I hadn't, really got to where I am now like that was something that I learned on the journey of expanding that and holding more wealth and more and precipitating more into my 3D reality right but the but the reality is that from a vibrational sense our mind and our energetic field so that nothing you can see yet actually happens well before it precipitates into our 3D reality so mm. it's you know in the this is the reason why people speak about courage and mindset and and um you know really tapping into your desires because that's all the stuff that people don't see unless you choose to share it like I do but no no one sees like it feels like the shadow work or the dirty work yeah. or the, my job right yep. all of it happens before it precipitates so the last 3 years has been massive exponential outward growth that I have shared with the world right but the journey started a long time ago yeah yeah <laughs> So for those of us, you know, for your listeners that have been like, or in that, like that dirty place, like that, that, that messy, that choppy, that duality, that like learning everything, right. And going filtering through all parts of ourselves. 
it's like the best is yet to come, like quite literally yes. the best is yet to come. So it's felt messy and cosmic and like literally like an, an earth being, being exploded and expanded and, and being created. It's just, I wouldn't have it any other way, yes. but it's a loss. <laughs> yes. Yes. So for everyone listening, we are, we really are marinating in the highlight reel right now. And what you're acknowledging, which we all need to acknowledge, is everything that leads up to that. Every single action that you took to know yourself and excavate and really maybe even befriend the shadow side, the, you know, what was inside of you and where you'd come from and where you wanted to go. That is so much of it. And it's not publicized and it's not necessarily seen. But what we're seeing now is like the beautiful results that come from that bravery that's required to do that level of introspection. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And we we all have trauma, you know, we all yes, have yeah. things that we've been through. And, yeah. you know, I I totally know and believe with every ounce of my being that I chose to come to be in a really traumatic first 25 years of my life like it was an absolute shit storm mm. in order for me to realize and for me to take my creative power into my hand or like one of the things that looks like um is like my self-ordained like regal cloak like that's what it kind of feels like now the refined version is it's self-ordained right it's so it's you choose this oh self-ordained is like is doing something <laughs> I'm just I'm just I'm still on self-ordained I'm like <laughs> please continue <laughs> yes your self-ordained given right for you to choose that you are the creator of whatever universe you want to you want to partake in precipitate in, in engage in create see out in the world oh goosebumps it starts it's an inside job it's always an inside job and it's you have to at some point in your life pick up your stuff pick up your cloak whatever it is and ordain yourself as worthy of creating oh speaking my language worthy of creating where does power and to give a little bit of context to listeners a little bit of background Ungrad is an expert in human design. And if you don't know your human design, go and find out. It is illuminating. Um, Where does authority and power fit into that worthiness of creating? Is there, am I I right in saying there's like, there's a weave there, there's a connection? Um, Yeah, can you... Can you expand upon where that, how that fits into what you just said about self-ordaining? Absolutely. So essentially within human design, your authority is the way you make a decision, right? It's your, in human design speak, or the way I describe it is it's your direct channel to your intuition, right? It feels like a bridge. So for me, I was a very psychically activated child my whole entire life. And when I found human design, it, it felt like finally a 3D framework that could explain how to connect with your intuition so I could explain to other people, right? Because yes. I've always had this connection with, I'm a spinnacle authority. I always understood it right from birth, but a lot of people don't understand it, right? And they need, a, it's like a 3D framework to be able to explain your soul, be able to communicate with your soul and find out like what's really happening. And so, you know, with your authority, everyone has a type of authority. And with your authority, like, 
I, I it is a really beautiful place in order for you to be like, well, because your human can really get behind it and be like, this is what my soul is saying. So this mm-hmm. can give you confidence mm-hmm. that this is your authority to create your life, <laughs> that this is your direct line to your soul, to your higher self, to your guides, to you know the universe, to God, whatever label or all of the above that mm-hmm. feels good to you. This is literally the direct channel between your 3D and that being or God or the universe telling you, being like, yes, bitch, you get to have this. Yeah. <laughs> you go on the holiday. You get, yes. to, you get to go for a bath at 11 a.m. Remember the first time I did that at 11 a.m., I felt like I was, it was so wrong, right? And my authority was like, yes. And I was like, you know what? Yes, I'm fucking doing this. This is my authority. I get to do this. <laughs> I love it. The power of the simple actions can feel so edgy. Like there's no such thing as more adrenaline equals more edgy. It can be something as feminine because feminine can be very edgy when we've been conditioned to the masculine ways and prioritizing execution and delivering outcomes and and all Mm -hmm. of the rest. It can be as edgy as I'm having a bath at 11 at 11 a.m. on a Tuesday and like <laughs> this is what I desire and this is what I want right now. And for the fact that I desire it, it is completely valid. Exactly. Just because you desire it is enough. Yeah. Simple as that. It took me a long yes. time to get my human behind that. Yes. But the bath yes. was key. Honestly, the bath at 11 a.m., the very first time I had a bath at 11 a.m. And then a few weeks later, I went to the bath at 8 a.m. And it was still an edge. Right? Yeah. <laughs> It doesn't end at 11am. It doesn't. And do you, do you feel when it comes to meeting edges, I just, I've been feeling a lot into edges again. It's like one of those aspects of the work that really gets my attention for a while and then other things get my attention, then it comes back. Um, Right now, I'm just wondering, do you feel when it comes to meeting edges, you get the, or is it your authority that gives you the idea for meeting an edge like that, like this is what I desire right now. Is there any, if you listen to your authority and follow through with the action, because one of your actions that you could have taken was to not have the bath, using that as an example. Is there, when you listen to your authority, is there any force involved or is it, or it should, should, Mm. should it just feel like a natural extension, the next best thing to, to, to do? Good question. Uh, No, it doesn't feel like the next best thing to do, not until your human is behind it. So the best way I describe it is this. So because your intuition or your authority, right, is basically something outside of you, it's Mm -hmm. really part of you, but still for the 3D framework, it doesn't feel normal. It feels crazy. A lot of the stuff, going for a bath, hiring a mentor, going for a solo yeah. holiday, yeah. you know what I mean? Going to bed and leaving all the housework, like investing this, d- dropping this thing, doing a sale, whatever it is, it feels scary. It feels like an mm. edge, right? So, it, and it's meant to be like that until the way I just, so my, I had a lot of battle with my mind, which is the reason I have an undefined head center and Ashna. So I took on a lot of ideas from other people and was very, very conditioned. But, you know, when I wanted when we when I first came across the coaching world it was actually around mindset and mindset changed the game for me because I'd never heard of mindset anything I'd ever heard of is think positively yeah. my mother used to say that and I wanted to punch I wanted to punch her in the face because I was very depressed and I was like thinking positively ain't gonna fix my shit bitch <laughs> like I was like 
not going to come from that route. <laughs> Definitely oh. not. Like just not going to anyway. So that's what I thought mindset was. So when I learned what mindset actually was in my mid-20s, I was like, oh, this actually. So it changed the game for me, right? So anyway, but our it's like our our body knows, like our, our intuition knows and our body, like inside our body or energetic body, right, knows before our human knows. It knows before our mind knows. It knows before it's precipitated, right? And so when we go to make decisions based on our authority, nine times out of 10, it feels crazy. It feels scary. It feels like an edge. But the one thing that we have on our side is our brain is the most sophisticated computer on the planet, right? It has so many algorithms and so many things constantly going on that what happens is time and time and time again, when we make decisions with our authority and your strategy as well, but still, when you make the decisions based on your specific, you know, I I call it like your sequence for aligned decisions, right? Within your human design, everyone's a little bit different. But when you do it like that, when, when you go through that process and make the decision, your mind's always like, but eventually when you see it play out later on and things precipitate after the bath you feel amazing after you invest in the mentor 12 months later you make a million dollars like whatever it is right that things precipitate eventually your human brain the algorithm begins to recalculate the probability of this working out uh-huh. going the way you want it to so on the journey you still have the fear it still feels weird but your human can get behind it more is the way yes. I describe it ah that is the most succinct beautiful uh like explanation of that I've ever heard like that listen to that one again if you haven't quite if it hasn't landed the first time Mm -hmm. I swear I I know this to be and I'm with you on that I could not articulate it in those words (laughs) so thank you for that gift but you are 100% right that has been my lived experience you're still taking the risks and you're still making um still meeting the edges where your brain goes is it starts to move things from being probable to being inevitable because you're having more experiences of inevitability is that word too strong or is that um I think coupled with other spiritual like for me now it feels inevitable that's not necessarily just because that I also think it's because of the quantum realm that I play in as well as like the law of assumption so you know and knowing just truly how much of a powerful creators we are and I've proven to my human that I am that now when it has it's still going to be natural we're still playing in this 3d realm right our human 3d body is always still going to operate within the 3d framework of this earth right which means we are still going to experience fear we are going to still be humans Mm. which is the fucking point of being here to begin with right but it's like a constant reminder time and time and time again this 3d earth is giving us an opportunity to be reminded every time of oh that's right you can create when you choose to yes when you choose to not out of well what's the option of not choosing to what what happens what's on the other side of that if we're not choosing to create we still create. It's just we didn't consciously choose what we're creating. It's a subconscious right? Uh-huh. Which is in our conditioning and or our fears and or, you know, trying to, <laughs> my guide said to me one time, oh, my God, I'm going to try not crack up laughing because it's so horrible but so true. <sighs> so they said to me one day, have you ever noticed that the very act of you trying to not become someone, you become them? And I was like, yeah, I became my mother and I didn't want to, I, not the parts of my mother that I didn't like, right? Yeah. And so, 
Yeah. <laughs> like no matter what, you, you can try and run away from something, but if it's in your coding, like it's still going to precipitate, right? So we're instead of consciously creating, right? Consciously creating what we desire, right? This head heart coherence, we actually then just create from our from our programming or from our subconscious or from our fears or from our conditioning rather than what it is that we say we actually want. Yes. Yep. Can you lead us into what duality is because it's it's a word that I think people will understand uh more from their headspace but not so much from what that means within our bodies and our energy systems so can you share um a brief take on duality and why we need to why we need to know about that Mm -hmm. definitely so uh, this is something that I will continue to develop words around. But after quite a few years of honestly being a duality priestess, like literally sitting in and, and breathing it and understanding it, I can spit out this knowledge. It's always going to grow and evolve. But this is my current understanding human word and human word form. So, you know, when we, I used to be a baker, right? I used to be one of the businesses I built was a, a cake, a wedding cake. Oh business yeah Uh, uh, crazy and food blog I like kind of how I started my online thing but anyway you know you need the acid and the back sorry you need the arising agents scientifically to make a cake rise Mm. right you need in order to be able to um, birth a child it needs to go through the birth canal right Mm. in order to be able to um some would say earn money you have to go and work right (laughs) or um and and like with what's it called electricity that's the mm. one you you have the positive and the negative in, in the in the cycle right and that you know batteries magnets there's always a positive and negative when you literally the cre- creation is not just fluffy manifestations yeah it's not just pretty journaling and yeah. self-pleasure and going to the hairdressers and getting massages if we're trying, the th- one thing my guide said to me like a couple of years ago is the very act of you trying to raise your frequency is the reason why you can't because Ooh. you are, because you are assuming that you aren't that already. You aren't already a higher yes. vibration, right? Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And so it, we, we, so many people in the spiritual world and the manifesting world and, and just a lot of us want to get the good feeling things, want to feel all the, want to experience all the amazing things and all the different things. But what they're doing is they're discrediting this whole beautiful 3D matrix that this earth has created for us. You can't run, like, it's like, you know, a frog can't just be like, oh, I, I, I don't, I, how do I become more of a frog? It's like, well, you are a manifester. You are creating. You are a dual, a dualistic co-creative power, but it's not because you're trying to be it, right? The best way you can create is by being in both realms. It's by raising your vibration, by doing the things, by consciously choosing what you want, but also appreciating mother nature, like literally the, the gravity of this earth, right? Because the raising your vibration is very, it feels very much esoteric, right? Like raising, yes. getting rid of my human and astral projecting and going into other dimensions and being a fifth dimension. It, it always feels like trying to leave this body, right? Yeah. But when you think about it, oh, I have goosebumps. You know, all the trauma that you've been through in your life, all the shit, all of the the stuff that happened in your childhood or with ex-partners or with bosses or 
these horrible things that ever happened to you and you really wanted someone to hold you and cradle you and this is what we really wanted as a child right and our deepest core we wanted someone to hold us Mm -hmm. and to be like I'm here I will never leave you. No matter what you do, no matter what you say, no matter what you go through, I will always be here. You want that cradling, right? Mm. Gravity has always done that to you. Mm. Mother nature has never left you. She is cradling you on this earth. And yet everyone just wants to leave her. Like (laughs) she is the most delicious support that we could ever have. And so therefore the duality, the the hard things that we go through, right? The difficult things, the emotions, the the car crashes or whatever it is that happens on this 3D plane, it it isn't to be disregarded. It is actually needed for creation, right? Like creation happens when a positive and negative charge spins around one another and creates momentum and eventually it gets hotter and faster and spinner, something precipitates. Mm. You need both. You need to be in both all of the time and stop disregarding one or the other. Mm. I'm just like... (laughs) The gravity piece, I just, you've just, mm, sorry, I'm I'm really speechless, but right now I am because you've just made me, you've just added another layer for me around the simplicity of what is already here and what we already have evidence of in regards to support when mm. we can, especially as entrepreneurs learning about how influential our energy is and our quantum leaps are in our business and all the rest of it and that can really take us up and away from Mm -hmm. that baseline truth and that evidence that is always there and always will be there so thank you that was um that was such a fucking gift what you just shared you're so welcome can I add something else in please so with the the all the stuff, all of that work, right? The the raising and the meditating, all those things, this is very much top chakra stuff, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Now, when we want to manifest into our 3D reality, we actually need to bring all be able to bring all of that down into our lower chakras, which is our more 3D chakras. Mm. But while we're sitting up here being like, hallelujah, yeah. I'm a manifesting bitch. Like I'm <laughs> Like it's not, it's not, you have to be able to bring it down. Yes. Some of us just bring it to our heart. It has to go all the way down to your lower chakras. That's when you will be able to manifest and precipitate into the 3D reality because you're taking all the energy and everything you've created and all that build up, right? Like that positive, negative, all that steam and that smoke and that pressure and that peace and everything and bring it all the way down into your 3D chakras and hold it. That's when you can manifest into this 3D reality. Yes. Yeah, all the way down to your root, which includes your anus, which is a wonderful portal of like expansion. And and like I remember years ago, I did breath work through my anus when I was studying um, a certificate of sexological body work. And it was just so profound getting into that part that is historically seen as dirty, but mm-hmm. is an integral part of our root and our um obviously our you know on a physical level our guts and all the rest of it but is so avoided when mm-hmm. people talk about their root they're like your feet and your legs and it's like what about your anus like what mm-hmm. about that part of your body that you inevitably connect with in some way shape or form every single day and yeah. bringing everything down into that and yeah I think yeah I just yeah just wanted to <laughs> wanted to add that piece in about the root being way more 
And I'm mm. not sure if um, you've got anything to add to that, but wait, like that acknowledgement of our genitals, that acknowledgement of like those primal impulses that we have as humans um, and that natural urge that we have through our anus and through our through our genitals and through yeah. um, our pelvis. It's so much more than than sitting on your bottom or yeah. like having your feet on the earth. Like really mm-hmm. root work has a shadow side to it and yeah. embrace that shadow and it's just it's more pleasurable and it's more grounded and Absolutely. Uh, in, integrated. Yeah, and, you know, I've done a lot of work with the womb space as well, like the, mm. you know, and I haven't done so much with the root, but that's really freaking beautiful and enlightening. But, yeah, like the, our bottom, see, the, the thing is um, we store most of our trauma in our bottom chakras, in our 3D chakras, yes. right? Yes. So in this work of bringing, you know, heaven to earth, we have to, or rather part of the work is clearing those chakras to and the trauma we've physically and energetically held there, right? Shift so that we can bring this energy down in because, you know, it's just like junked up, you know, <laughs> it's mm. just up with all this other junk. And so when we can clear it, that's when we can precipitate more as well. And just like you're sharing about the root chakra, like it's, it, we all know this, right? If, if any of you have done chakra work, like it completely and utterly changes the way you feel physically mm. in the body and how you can, be in touch with your body and then how you then present to the world and what you can manifest and precipitate and all the things. So yeah, very integral work. Yes. Is Eros energy weaved throughout your work? Your any like sexual scent, like is sexuality or if, if it's not, have you noticed any changes within yourself around your quantum leaps in your growth particularly in the last three years like has there been any shifts organic shifts in your eros energy mm. so i'm not really familiar with eros in uh, eros label would you want to break that down for me a tiny bit yeah sure i define your eros as your sensuality your sexuality your curiosity right. your playfulness it really is it really is that embodied expression of what happens when the two branches of our nervous system meet and go into a flow state? It's like mm-hmm. it's juicy, it's lush, it's um, it really can be like the wet emo- <laughs> Like if there was an emoji for it, it would be the wet emoji. Yeah, <laughs> it's like that that yeah. real. I mean, really, it's got a lot of sexual erotic threads mm-hmm. to it, but that's not all that it is, and that's why I reference the playfulness and the curiosity as well and if like have you noticed a shift in your in your sacral energy if you want to call it that have you noticed a shift in that in the last three years since you've been and only what you're happy um only what you're happy to share have there been any shifts for you in terms of receiving more money and circulating wealth has that corresponded with your sacral energy absolutely so I would probably, I haven't heard it labeled that before with, with that language, but I, my language would be like feminine energy. Yep. So absolutely, like it changed, <laughs> like, you know, feminine, sensual, sexual, all the things receiving, like absolutely game changer. And it's it's been the most beautiful thing to not only experience because the actual experience of it is, is amazing, right? But also because... I'd, you know, um, Tony Robbins talks about the art of fulfillment. It's feminine energy. 
you cannot have fulfillment without having feminine energy, without having, you know, what you're calling mm. eros, right? Mm. You cannot have fulfillment because this brings you into the present now moment. It stops you looking into the past, stops mm-hmm. you looking into the future and plants you in this exact now moment. You can't be fulfilled while you're looking at the future or while you're staring at the past. Yes, yes. It simply cannot happen. And so absolutely it changed the, the whole, I had a lot of sexual trauma as well, which I healed through mm. my womb space through this work, you know, there's a lot of guarding. There was a lot of always being in a, in a lot of toxic masculine energy, to be quite honest. And, you know, I I come across, I, I kind of struggle with this. People tell me that I come across very feminine online. I'm a, I feel very driven and very feminine at the same time. This is also to do with my astrology. I'm not sure if you're familiar with astrology or not, but I'm a Capricorn rising and sun, and I have a huge conglomeration of Capricorn, which is very driven, very messy, yes. very yeah. like, I'm going to make it if I can happen. Dark yeah. sense of humor, weird sense of humor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so when people online find me and love my sense of humor, I'm like, oh, thank you. <laughs> and I was like, oh, you love my weird sense of humor. Thank you so much. Um, <laughs> but yes, definitely it, it changed the absolute game for me because I, I didn't know how to be in the now. And it definitely, you know, uh, receiving money is a feminine energy. So, you know, we can do all of this work, all this strategy, build all these businesses, do all these things. But, you know, I call it cock blocking. We cock block the energy. Yeah, 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 me too. (laughs) Because, right, because we're in our our masculine, right? So to go into our feminine, so much more can flow to us. So, yeah, it's beautiful. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yum. I love this. Uh, this is this is going down in history as like one of my top five podcasts already, and I haven't even we haven't even finished yet. <laughs> I have a question. Um, God, these are my favorite conversations. I have a question about manifestors. So you are a manifester in human design. I have I work with a couple of manifestors as clients, mm-hmm. and I was wondering, seeing what you do, obviously there's more to it because of your astrology and your birth chart, and there mm-hmm. are nuances within human design. You can't just lump, I don't, from what I understand, you can't just lump a group of people together and say you're all the same because there are nuances. But mm-hmm. seeing how you release new offers, mm-hmm relatively quickly what is is what it looks like from the outside am I then able to direct my manifesto clients to do things in a similar way to you or will it well is there nuance there and yeah should I be careful about making sweeping suggestions for different human design profiles Mm, great question uh well, the key thing is if a manifest is not creating, they're dying. Wow. I mean, I think it's for all of us, to be honest. Yeah. For every single design type. But in particular, okay. this is very, very strong for a manifesto. It doesn't have to just be with office, though. It can be with creating a website. It can be creating you stuff like we homeschool so I create all of the time like different things for our kids and you know creating uh like moving different things around a house and creating wealth in other areas it's not always just about creating a a course or or mastermind or or whatever because we're so multifaceted right um and I have a lot I I live a lot of life (laughs) all at once as well as the CEO of this massive company right um the the nuance with a manifesto is them realizing what an urge is, which is where energy comes from, and um, 
whether we're meant to see it through. This is one of the biggest things that manifestors can struggle with is they say we're not designed to complete a project. We're designed to initiate it and other people to pick up the baton and complete it. Oh, this is, okay, parts are starting to fall into place now for the clients I'm thinking of. Okay. So they can struggle to finish a project. Um, I have a lot of Capricorn, very driven energy, so and my root defined, so that's a chakra in, in my specific human design chart. So I have a bit that helps me carry through, but for a manifester, it's really important for them to get that nuance with their authority and looking back in hindsight you know, gaining the wisdom from the hindsight, right? Learn the lessons from the hindsight in order to see if it is something that they actually want to put out, especially with a business, cons- like strategically, consistency is really important. So launching something and then three days later being like, oh, I'm not doing that anymore can give people a bit of the fight or flight and be like, I don't trust that person, right? And we, people need mm-hmm. to learn, know, like, trust us to pay us, right? So there's lots mm-hmm. of different things that come into it, but it's the nuance within them realizing, is this an idea that I need to spout off on my Instagram and be like, hey, you know, and just speak about a concept, right, around something you would, that would, it's technically a whole fucking ass course for free on Instagram or wherever they want to channel yeah. that message through to, for then someone else to be like, oh my gosh, that was my response or that was my invitation for me to launch my mastermind about this thing or whatever it was, right, versus whether they actually have the energy to see the project all the way through mm-hmm. or the resources all the time or the urge to hire other people to help them see it through. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay, I can't wait for my manifesto clients to hear this. And <laughs> and because that what you've just described is manifesto energy, do threads of that apply to manifesting generators? Yeah, definitely. So you you guys are generators first, but you have that manifesto like I'm not creating, I'm freaking dying and I'm bored. Yep. <laughs> I am literally everyone, I am literally dying and that's why I create all the fucking time. Yeah. Like if I'm yeah, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So with the manifesting generator, you have the most steps to follow in regards to your sequence of aligned decisions, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, there's quite a few steps. If you miss one, you will beat yourself up about it and it'll be a shit show in past tense when you're, because you're like, oh, I didn't see that through and everyone judged me for it. Um, But you also aren't you're meant to be so emotionally passionate. You're not meant to look like a generator or a, even worse, a Capricorn generator, a male Capricorn <laughs> generator who stayed in their career for 55 yes. years. <laughs> like that's not your like my worst nightmare. <laughs> Like literally not your benchmark, babe. Okay. You're meant to be the floaty fairy who's like got mm. the cake business and is the coach and is the homeschooling mum and has the baking sale and, and the growth the garden and does like is always throwing things, has all these sauces right mm. flying around, like the saucer person on the plate, you know, the the, the stilt plate yes. like, <laughs> like it all. Right. So your your nuance is um having the correct plates up you know firstly but then secondly knowing when to tend to different ones and when to let go of one and you know and just accepting that you are a a shit show and that's how it's meant to be right it's meant Mm. to look crazy to other people and don't dull your life because you give everyone else especially the manifest its permission to just fucking go go balls deep like just do it like just do it be passionate, be multi-passionate, like just just never apologize for being like, no, no. tomorrow I'm not doing that anymore. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I ne- I never apologize because I don't. I know when I, I know, it takes me on my authority energy. As soon as I say sorry or hey, I'm about to go offline for a week, like mm, yeah. like just I'm just gonna go, yeah. <laughs> and I'm gonna come back and be magnificent and not even yeah. explain or just by where the fuck I've been. I'm just gonna. Mm-hmm. That is my anyway. But for other people, I just want can you please hear what we're saying please don't apologize just go just do the thing and just like just come back and just re-emerge from behind the curtain and start doing the thing you don't even have to do the Instagram post that says I know a lot of you know me for doing this and it's like you don't even need to do that just give us the new thing like surprise and delight (laughs) the one nuance within that for a manifesto and the manifesting generator is actually informing so it is an important piece because otherwise people are surprised about it. But the the issue that we have around informing is we have this fucked up relationship with informing where we think informing is asking for permission or validation. Yes, that's it's that's not, a word that I get tripped. That's a concept in human design I still right. get a little bit tripped yeah. up on. And, and it's because of your trauma of you've told someone in the past and then they tried to convince you out of it. Yes. Yes. So it's nothing, it's, it's not, it's, it's, it's not, it's not designed to be like that. The informing is the way I was taught it is you, inf- so you make a decision and then you inform and then you act. So you tell them before you act, but you've already made the decision. Now, the nuance of that, I mean, it, it's a little bit different now once you've integrated, but it is a good rule of thumb initially. So you decide, then you tell, then you act. And the reason why, and so as you're telling them, you don't need anything from the person. You don't need their permission. You don't need mm. the validation. You don't need mm. their approve their seal of yeah. approval. This is what you're doing. So your train still gets to leave the station, but you're saying you toot that you toot the train just before it starts moving. You know, like that. That's all that is required. And so, yes. and it, the informing piece makes things a lot smoother for the people around us because somehow they can be totally shocked that we're going for dinner with a friend at six oh, p.m. Look- I told them three <laughs> days ago. Like, I'm sorry, bitch. I literally told you about this. <laughs> right? So. As you can as you can imagine, communication in our household is interesting yeah. with two manifesting generators. Um, just like and he works in space. Like he like he's just like his handle is actually space cadet. Um, so it's uh it's 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 communication about what we're doing is interesting. There's a lot of you never told me you were doing that. No, I swear yeah. I did do <laughs> Yeah. Or it's like it's pretty obvious. I mean, you know I go every day. Yeah. Well, like I've been talking about this for so long and finally put you yeah. made like it was relatively obvious it was gonna happen. There. Like yeah. I had no idea. I had no idea you would ever want to get your hair done. I know you're blonde and I know you I mean you've been blonde for 10 years, but why would you go to the hairdressers as well? What the yeah. so yeah informing stops because okay. somehow they could be so surprised our decisions so it just stops that element of surprise and you know that then trying to recover from it all so we're not okay. permission, you just inform yep. you to the you to the horn before yep. you leave the station it's all you're doing you're not saying oh if you're late I'll wait for five more minutes it's like I'm fucking going yeah I'm but fucking going I'm fucking know, doing I'm this going. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. I love that. Thank you for um thank you for adding that that nuance to it. I um yeah, that definitely that definitely resonates. I mean, in, for me in particular with with my partner, with my husband more so than anyone than necessarily doing that with the the public per se, yeah. but yes, thank you. <laughs> A timely reminder because we did have that conversation <laughs> this morning. Um what mm, Women who are listening to this who have their own um who have their own business and feel 
Like for me as a man, Jen, when I learned that frustration was our side that was out of alignment, I was like, oh, shit, I ran a business from frustration for years. Um, and, you know, there were other elements that weren't other, you know, contextual elements that were a part of that, like um, being pregnant and postpartum depression and then being pregnant again really suddenly. And, like, there was other aspects. But now I know frustration is like my cue sign. Oh, my gosh, I've got to step away. I've got to do something else through my body. What for an entrepreneur on the rise listening to this, what is it that you would love them to know um, about their energy and about inviting the next quantum leap in um, for their journey? What's something, and I recognize that this is so much bigger than this question, so I don't, I, I recognize that this is challenging, but what do you what do you want them to know about themselves in order to invite that in if they want it? Mm. So the very first thing around the not self theme, so for you it's frustration for many genes, for manifestors it's anger, generators it's frustration, reflectors is disappointment and projectors is bitterness, right? Mm. So depending on which design type you are, you can just go to mybodygraph.com, enter your birth details. Your, your birth time has to be accurate, so make sure you've got the accurate time. And it says on there, right, what your, what your design type is and what your not self theme is. The best question that I ever asked myself and, and then nuanced further and further and further. But the best thing to ask yourself with your not self theme is if this didn't exist, that I'm frustrated, angry, let's just go with frustration, what, that I'm frustrated about if this did not exist, right? So if I wasn't frustrated, my baby just woke up at 2am and I'm so fucking tired, right? If that didn't exist, what's underneath it? And then, so the next thing might be like, well, I mean, I've obviously not had enough sleep. I mean, mm. what the fuck? Okay. And if that didn't exist, what's underneath it? Okay. Well, the house is a fucking bomb right now mm. and partner's really not picking up the slack. Okay. If that didn't exist, what's underneath it? Well, I'm actually just really annoyed that I've not had any time for myself. Yes. So you go back layers and layers and layers and layers and layers, and mm. it'll always be a decision you did or didn't make for yourself a conversation you should or should not, you you did or did not want to have, right? It's always around a decision that you have or haven't made for yourself. It's not about your partner who's being a lazy person who's not tidying up. It's not about your boss who's being a dick. It's, it's not about mm. money. You haven't got enough money. It's not about that. You have to go under and under and under the layers to see the decision you did or didn't make for yourself. Nine times out of 10, that's what it is. And so from there, you can refine it and be like, so all of the stuff on the top, it's not that it's, not valid it's just within human design speak and within really knowing what really matters to you it's these undercurrents that actually really matter this you know like in the sea how there's the top currents and the really deep currents they're the ones that actually make the whole ecosystem of the planet work is the undercurrents if you guys have never looked into that there's a um, show on uh, a series on netflix called like our earth or something mind-boggling like absolutely mind-boggling and on one of the episodes, I watched that about the undercurrents of the sea, and I was like, holy shit. And if because, of course, because we're a 3D human on the 3D matrix, it's the same. Just like the tree, it's the same for us. Just like the tree roots is the same as our lungs, right? Just as our brain pathways are the same as the universe. When you zoom out and zoom in, it looks the same. So, you know, everything that happens in this earth, nine times out of 10, has some type of, or well, always does, 
actually, but has some type of relatability for our experience as a human. So because of this undercurrent of the sea, right, the undercurrent of our not-self theme is something deeper within us mm. the earth that wants to be listened to yeah. in order for us to continue on our path of creating what it is that we really want to create. Yeah. Oh, that is such a hot note to end things on. I am uh, going to marinate in this conversation and replay it. So many gems, so many gems and so much power. I'm glad you are the thing. And um, I just love being a witness to all of the power and authority that you hold and how and witnessing how many people are drawn to that and a move most importantly, drawn to it and are then going out there and doing their own thing and executing it with their own design in mind. And um, I just think that that's when we're most powerful as women is when we learn something for ourselves and we step into our sovereignty and share it in a generous and boundaried way. And um, that's what I see you doing every single day. I am so glad that you create and that it keeps you alive because the ripple effect of that is that other people are reminded that they are alive as well. I've loved having you on the podcast. Thank you so much. (laughs) Can you, um, any final words and can you share with everyone where they can find you online? Yeah, absolutely. So I love to hang out on Instagram at Angharad Sage, which I'm sure you can, you know, have in the in the show notes because I will. Yeah, um, I have a Telegram group actually, which is linked in my bio, like on all my socials, you know, Facebook and all the places. But I deliver free channelings in there every single day, like a voice note every single day of like something from spirit, which is a really fun thing. Just it's free to join. It's amazing. It's the tits. So yeah, those are the places to hang out with me. And thank you for having me. This has been yes, fun, a lot of deliciousness. Yeah, a lot of deliciousness and. <laughs> And we got it's the tits into the episode <laughs> and that was one of my goals oh, <laughs> i Lord. had to have you say it's the tits by the end of the episode and it came in at the final <laughs> hour and um, i've heard very good things about your telegram channel so everyone get in on get in on that power and um that is very generous generous of you when you are creating so many things on such epic levels that's very generous of you to have Um, have a channel like that so get in on it thank you so much absolute pleasure thank you 